Middle Ground. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And today, instead of Caroline, unless you think that that was Caroline, um, <laughs> we have Matt. And uh, why am I so awkward? I said that so awkwardly. Anyway, Matt's here with me. Uh, we decided to give Caroline a break. She has been just rocking and rolling on the pad- podcast. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. All right, we're 29 seconds in, and I cannot even use words. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, uh, we decided to give Caroline a week off because she has been rocking and rolling, carrying the podcast for me while I am trying to juggle just my transition into motherhood and everything. Everything. And uh, I asked her if it would be okay if we had Matt on this week. And I'm actually really excited to cover today's topic because... I think it will hit a lot of things that you all have had questions about, and I think it will apply to a lot of our audience if you're interested in real estate, <laughs> home ownership, becoming a homeowner, yep. uh, renovating, any of those things. So, But before we jump into that, I want to do our grounding moment. Would you like to go first and share your grounding moment? Yeah, I've had uh, a couple nights this week where... Uh, I've spent a lot of one-on-one time with our daughter. Um, you've you've been either uh, out of town, like today, or uh, with a friend uh, another evening. So, um, yeah, just a lot of quality time together. Uh, today we had a few bumps, but uh, we got through it. And so, yeah. um, just a lot of dad time. Yeah, she's teething. Yep, she's teething. But the thing I also enjoy is that it does give you kind of a break yeah. Away, like I, I think that's something you you badly need. But well, you know, I I really love my time with her, obviously. But yeah. you're going to work all day. Yep. So you kind of have this life away from parenthood. Yeah. Right eight now. hours a day. I uh, yeah. I don't have our daughter in my right. face, and I'm with her always, <laughs> literally yeah. always, and so yeah. Which I I really I don't feel like it's that much. I don't it, no. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you guys got some solid one-on-one time. That's we fun. did. We did. You guys did some tummy time. Yep. Some rolling over. Did did it all. Some sitting up. Nap time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wild. You guys watched Red Zone. <laughs> we did watch some Red Zone today. That's fun. Um, so for me, my grounding moment, Matt touched on that I got to spend an evening uh, with a friend and one of my friend's husband was out of town and we just did a girls night and we got takeout and stayed up and talked and it was just I don't know sometimes those moments where you get to really invest in your relationships especially the older you get um I feel like I appreciate it more for sure there's I mean I think as you get older there's fewer opportunities there's just more going on yeah so um with with two people and two busy lives uh So I really enjoyed that. That was my grounding moment. Just getting chilies, takeout. I was going to say, are you going to talk about your, your takeout experience? Yeah. So my friend Brittany texted me on Friday and was like, hey, you want to come over tonight and get chilies? And I was like, yeah, sure. And in my mind, when I read it, I translated it as, do you want to come over for dinner tonight? I made chili. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, I saw chilies. And I was like, "There's, she's not talking about the restaurant Chili's, you know? Which, maybe Chili's is a really popular restaurant. I've not been there since college. Yeah, I, 
it's probably been at least and six years since I've been to a Chili's. Like, um, I can. Think I may of, have been to an airport Chili's in the last four years. I can think of one time I went to a Chili's in college, and it was for one of our friend's birthday. Yes. Who yeah, loved That's Chili's. the time I'm thinking of as well. Yeah, and then before <laughs> that, my only Chili's memory is that a, as a child ordering the Kraft mac and cheese off the kids' menu. You know what? We ate at a Chili's in Branson. When? I feel like we did. Maybe I made that up. In high school? No, I don't know. We ate at a Red Lobster in Branson. <laughs> Are you I don't sure? Know. I feel like we've eaten at a Chili's. The one by Target. Oh, I I don't know. Maybe. I hope there's a Chili's there and I'm not making this up. <laughs> I feel like maybe anyway, I'm losing my mind. Uh, she invited me over and we got Chili's because she loves Chili's. <laughs> and it was really good. Yeah. I had no idea. It's a quality establishment. Yeah. It was delicious. And we got the molten chocolate cake thing. The, 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 the lava cake. Yeah. And uh, I had never had that from Chili's. <laughs> and uh, I had looked at the dessert menu when we were ordering and we door dashed it. And so I was looking at the dessert menu and I was like, oh, this sounds really good, but it won't travel well because it's like ice cream. And, and Brittany was like, oh, it's going to travel well because they separate it all and this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, let's do that. Then she put it in the freezer whenever we got our food and we forgot about it until like midnight. <laughs> Cause we were just sitting talking and I was like getting ready to leave. And Brittany was like, oh! and then we got to sit and eat chocolate cake with ice cream and yeah. fudge. And it was delicioso. So my grounding moment is good talks over lava cake. Hey, that's, that's a good time. Yeah. So, all right. So today's episode, Matt and I are going to talk you guys through our experiences as homeowners yeah. Uh, because Matt and I, at the ripe old age of 28 and 29, <laughs> have not owned one, have not owned two, oh. but three, three houses, <laughs> homes, uh, since we bought our first house in what, 2017? Yep. Yep. Is that right? No, 2018. We bought our first house in 2018. Yeah, I was just agreeing. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. We got engaged in 2017. Yep. We bought our first home together in the spring of 2018. Yeah, to be fair, the, the confusion there is because we bought the house you were living in. Yes, so I was So you renting. had been in the home for yes, uh, a couple I had, of years. We, yeah, we bought a home that I was renting. Um, and so I lived in it prior to 2018, but we bought it in spring of 2018. Yep. We built a house starting in winter of 2018 and moved into that home, which is the home we currently live in. Yep. And we moved into that house in July of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then in December of 2020, we closed on our dream property. Yep. And that is the house that we're currently renovating. <laughs> so. Dream property is definitely the right word there. The house was not our dream house by any means but um maybe by the end of it no yeah uh, it will be so i think i want to start things off by going back and kind of talking everybody through what led us to purchasing our first home how we prepared why we chose the house we did etc yeah so uh, 
first things first, I think that it's always really important that we be transparent when talking about topics like this, because I never want to set the expectation that if you are any certain age, any background, any whatever, that you should have done these things or that, um, no, everyone has their own circumstances. And right. Like, I was about to say the words weren't coming to there me. There is not a right one size fits all. Yeah. But Matt and I had a huge privilege in being debt free out of college. Yep. And so when we both went into the workforce, we were able to save. Yeah. And that's exactly what we started doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was driving his 98 Camry. <laughs> I did that, that for several years out of college yeah. uh, in an engineering job where I probably could have could have gotten a new car. But, uh, hey, that was that was an experience that I hadn't had before is, is buying a car. Um, so you just avoided it. Yeah. So I didn't I, I really don't enjoy new things uh, all the time. Yeah. Maybe fill people <laughs> in on that. I tend to avoid uh, doing something I haven't done before. It's, I think, kind of a an anxiety type deal. Yeah, but, it, and it doesn't matter what it is. No, you're not down. Once I do it, though, uh, then you're good. Yeah, I just I have to do it years. one time, and then yeah, I'm good to go. I spent years trying to get Matt to go to yoga with me. Yep, would not go, and yeah. I was like, "You're Didn't going want to do it." Wasn't interested. Yeah, and I told him I was like, "You're going to love this," and he was like, "No, no, no, no." And New Year's of 2018, I is that what it was? Yeah. I dragged him to yoga with me. Yep. It was the first week of the new year. <clears throat> and uh, you then went, what, four times a week? I, I Yeah. Um, kind of warmed up to it. But yeah, we, we started. I, at first, I would go with you. Uh-huh. Um, and we'd and go once I or twice a week. And then I hit my busy season for weddings. Yeah, and then you got busy. And so I started going without you. And then I started going to... Uh, all of the classes that I could make, which was like three or four a week. Yeah. I was probably going to yoga like every other day. Yeah. So I loved it. I, st- I actually still miss that. I yeah. miss going to yoga. We should get you back in. Yeah. Whenever COVID hit, you stopped going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stopped, stopped going to the gym. Well, I mean, the gym stopped operating for a period of time. Yeah. And then I didn't get back into it. Anyway. So we're completely off track, but Matt loved yoga. <laughs> Still loves yoga. Yeah. Um, so we both graduated school debt-free. Matt drove his 98 Camry. I drove the car that I'd had since I was 16 that was paid off. And neither of us um, really did any big purchases out of school. We really started no. saving because a big goal of mine was to buy a house. Yeah. I, I wasn't looking that far in the future, but I... I also wasn't comfortable making big purchases, so. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily, I don't know. I think that it's different for everybody. It really is a matter of your circumstance. Like buying isn't the best option for everyone. It depends on where you live or what you're doing. It's also a crazy time to buy right now. It is a crazy time to buy right now. Three, four years ago is a very different. Yes. A hundred percent. Landscape. We got very lucky in that regard. And uh, so anyway, we saved a bunch of money. And by a bunch, I don't mean actually a bunch. I don't yeah. feel like it was some massive quantity. We didn't even put down what? Oh. I think we put down 6% on 
on our first house? It was like maybe nine. Nine percent, was it? It was close to ten. Yeah, I think it, it was around ten. Okay. Nine, ten percent. So our first home, um, we went ahead and we put ten percent down. There was no way we could do twenty percent. No, no, that it, was a goal of yours, but I it, really wanted to put down twenty percent. It didn't work. Yeah, it, it it didn't work out. Uh, and so we did that. We had PPI on that house. So basically, if you don't put 20% down... PMI. <laughs> what is PPI? Pixels per square inch. Yep, yeah, that, that is... Uh, That's what it is. Yeah. DPI is dots per inch. I know, but I always say PPI because I'm thinking of <laughs> photography and like... Pixel saving. density. What? Yeah. Pixel density. Yeah. Exactly. Lord. PMI. PMI. Uh, guys, clearly, I don't think I have to state this after that, but... We are not experts in finances. Yes, no. no do not come to mortgages us for... in any of that. We are just sharing our experience. There's an entire industry of professionals that can help you with that. And yes. we are not those people. Yes. But... but anyway, so whenever you don't put 20% down on a house, you have to pay PMI, which is a mortgage insurance, isn't that yeah. what it is? Yep. Um, basically, it protects the bank, yes? Uh, yeah. If I understand that correctly. Yep. Uh, but we went ahead and did that because we wanted to be homeowners. Yeah, yeah. And we were already renting the home, so. Yeah, and so bought our first house, loved our home. Um, the only thing that was a bummer about the house we were living in is the finishes really weren't to our taste. Yeah, no, say. it just, it, if you could pick, it was not what you would have picked. Yeah, like it was like gray There's nothing walls. wrong with it, but. Yeah, like a more creamy walls, dark floors, dark cabinets. Um, it was a beautiful home. I have no complaints. It was wonderful. Uh, but the opportunity came up that they were adding onto our neighborhood and where we live is in Arkansas and building is very competitive with purchasing especially at the time that we made this decision yeah yes a, a couple of years ago and our area is growing a lot and uh, a lot of places are experiencing that now as well but uh, there's a ton of growth so the the price of homes uh to buy the current inventory it was almost the same price sometimes less to build so um when two streets over they were adding onto our neighborhood and the price per square foot was the same as what we could sell our house for, we were like, okay, yeah, let's let's look into this. So we looked into it and we ended up rebuilding the exact same house with some minor changes. Yeah, yeah, we, t- we took the same layout and there were a few things that we kind of wanted to alter. Like there were some things we're like, and that's one of the things if, if you're looking at building a house, it really helps to have lived in the floor plan that you're you're looking at because um I don't think you know exactly get how it that works. opportunity. Yeah, no, that's not normal. But we were like, okay, we've lived in this house, we know what we would change. Um so let's look at changing it. And if it's feasible at all, let's uh let's try and do that. Yeah. And we actually heard back from them and they were like, Yeah, no, we don't build that plan anymore. Yeah, we no, won't that do was it. not an option. And so we decided, you know what? Cool. We'll stay in our house. We're happy. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need a house. That has actually been the scenario for every time we've bought a house. It yeah. was like, we don't need it. And but. I think that's the best advice 
I've ever received in terms of home buying or car buying yeah, is make sure that they want to sell you what it is more than you want to buy it. Yeah, that's 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 usually the best position to be in. Yeah, and that came in handy for us because we got to the point that they said, no, we won't do that plan, but here are some other plans. And we said, yeah, no, we're not interested either. Well, we walked through them. We went and looked at other plans. We were like, yeah, let's see what they have. Yeah, And we maybe. just were like, we really like our old house plan. It was a really... It, it was great for the way we lived. It had a big living room and a big master bedroom, and it was just us at the time. So um, we were like, yeah, this is this lives the right way for us. It was super efficient use of space. And it had, wasn't a huge house. No. Um, yeah, it was. It, there wasn't a bunch of unnecessary space. Yeah, yeah, everything we could use. So our, our house was about 1,700 square feet. It had three yeah. bedrooms, which gave Matt the space to have like his own game room we had a dedicated guest room and then there's a front office yeah a giant living room for the size of the home yeah and um which is where we spend like 90 percent of our time yeah it was perfect for us and uh we were living the good life and so uh, when they told us that they wouldn't build this plan we walked through a few others but nothing compared And so we just said no, and we walked away. Well, they came back to us about a month later, and they were having trouble selling the lots. Yeah. And to be clear, the the person we were asking to build, like, they built the house we were in. So, like, we knew that they had had the floor plan. Yeah. They built the original home. So we were like, hey, we are in one of your current homes. Uh, Can we build it again with some changes? They're like, "Mm, no, we don't do it anymore. Yeah, so anyway, they came back and said, yes, we'll do it. And that is how we ended up building the same house again. (laughs) We pushed out the back wall and so that we had a full-size dining room and an oversized master bathroom with his and hers closets and uh, made some changes. We picked all of our finishes. Um, We made some custom adjustments to the home. Yep, yep. We... uh made some changes like to the shower and some stuff but it was really funny a lot of the things that we like in in the previous house uh the bathroom was a little bit smaller it had a small shower um it was too like <laughs> it was a three by three shower yeah but with the way that they had laid out the shampoo things it was more like two and a half by two and a half yeah yeah there were some there was like a the corner caddies that were built into the shower uh it was a tight shower and I, I smacked my head, my head on there That's, so many times. I like, was about to say the exact same thing. I about knocked myself out in that shower. Yeah. Um, so I, I did not love that particular thing. And then we found out when we were building this house that it was actually a condensed version of the plan, the original plan that they built. So then we got the original plan that they built. And a lot of the things we wanted changed were like not condensed. Like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, yeah, they, they actually did do that. They the condensed version, they had to sacrifice some of the things that we were frustrated with. So it was funny to see um, just the, the floor the plan. the original plan lived. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, we picked all the finishes and everybody told us whenever we made that decision to build this house that it was going to be the hardest thing we've ever done. Yeah, as, as like a couple. Yeah. And we loved it. Yeah. No, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And we, we lived two blocks away so we could check in on it like... Every day, like every day we would walk the neighborhood, 
check out our, our house, see how it was going, see if anything was right, see if anything was wrong. And and when you're in that building process, stuff is going to be wrong. Like, mm-hmm. nothing goes perfectly. We've learned that in the renovation process now, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's not, a like, a, a major fault on anybody's behalf. It's just you're communicating with someone who has to communicate with somebody else who has to communicate with somebody else and... There's there's three, four levels of communication that you have to pass through, and it's never perfect. And I think understanding that, if you're interested in renovating or building, understanding that going into the process is really important. Because if you get that and are moving forward with your team, having that information, I feel like it builds a much better relationship. Mm-hmm. Because mistakes happen. It's a giant game of telephone. But if you can hold each other accountable and work together and be understanding of those mistakes, you get a lot better repertoire going. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can be somewhat understanding and, and understand there's a give and a take and that uh, every change costs something to someone, whether that's you or to the builder or to the, the contractor who's doing the work. But you also have to really understand what you've agreed to. You know, that like when we... This, the, when we built this home that we're in right now, it was a, a spec home, so we got to pick all the, the things in it. But there was a final plan that we had to sign off on that said, things will be this way. This is this dimension. These will go here. This will go there. Like All that stuff was in a plan that was signed off, and everybody agreed to it. So if something was in that plan that we wanted that didn't end up getting installed, that was on them. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was something that we wanted beyond the plan that we agreed to, that was something that a lot of times we had to... Yeah, that was on us. Yes, Which absolutely. makes sense. And I would make that recommendation. If you're wanting to build, you're looking into that process. Granted, this was a spec home. And mm-hmm. so the builder that we selected had the plan made for us. I believe first steps for if you're wanting to build custom is working with an architect. Yes? A lot of times, yeah. Or, okay. yeah, there is a plan agreed process. Yes. That you're going to have to agree to... Here's what we're going to do. Here's how it's going to work. Here's how it's laid out. All of that stuff. Now, things will change along the way. You'll go, hey, I don't like how that looks. Or, hey, this beam ran into this. Or, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Or, hey, they ran this a certain way. So now the lights, we either need to redo that or the lights can't go. There's a thousand things that happen in the process. The lights can't go over the island because (laughs) you put a skylight right over the island. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. from experience. Yeah whoops that's at the new house we uh well we'll get into that when we get to renovation sure um yeah so we finished this house moved in loved it love it still love it still love the home that we live in right now and uh we decided to start trying to have our first kiddo yep and that was when the realization crept in that matt and i didn't necessarily understand how quickly we would feel like we wanted a little more space or maybe maybe not even as much more space as differently defined spaces and some more land. Yeah. Well, and the the thing is, <laughs> it's funny because we did, since this was a spec home, we, we had thoughts like there was there was the opportunity to put a bonus space above the garage. We were like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. Or, you know, like all these things. We built our house to live in as just the two of us, um, and we had we were like, oh yeah, we can we can have a kid and like that'll be fine. And, like we have an extra bedroom, and we we thought we were all prepared, and then we just didn't really plan for it. We didn't plan for a, a child in this space long term. 
No, and we didn't think about how quickly you have more children. Yeah, yeah, we had this thought that this will last us at least five years to be in this house. You know, we'll have one kid, then, you know, it'll it'll be fine. (laughs) It it wasn't going to be fine. No. Um, And so we started keeping an eye out. Whenever I got pregnant with Gardner, we started keeping an eye out just for property. Mainly you. Mainly me. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't thinking of this at all. Matt would have six kids in this house <laughs> if it were up to him. Just... Again, change averse. Yeah. Uh, and so I started keeping an eye out for land because I wanted to build. Yeah. I wanted to build custom. Uh, not anytime soon, though. I still no. wanted to be in this house for four to five years. And... So you're always thinking ahead though. Like you're always, you're a big planner. You're yeah. a long-term, you have these goals and like, you're always thinking about the steps to meet your goals and things you need to do and all that stuff. Well, that is not me at all. And my other thought process was land's only going to get more expensive Yeah, around where we live. Mm-hmm. So kept an eye out. Well, guess what? Land was already expensive. <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah. looking at stuff and I would find these awesome lots that were three, four acres, which is what we wanted. Uh, in the area of town that we wanted. And then I would call the realtor and the realtor would be like, yeah, that one's $250,000. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's a house. Yeah. That that lot's a house. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we kept getting answers back like that, when I was calling, I started to get really discouraged. And yeah. um, I kind of just let it be. And I decided, you know, We'll stumble upon something we won't. It's fine. And uh, just let it go because we loved the home we lived in. We have awesome neighbors. And, and it's absolutely not that we couldn't have more kids in this house. Just right. the way we lived, like, it meant that I wouldn't have my own space for, you know, my, my game room and whatever. And, like, we would start impeding on our, our ability to, to host guests at our house and things like that. And both of us have parents that live out of town, and so yeah. not having a guest room's hard. And anyway, I'm probably drawing out this story more than it <laughs> needs to be drawn out. But one day, I was driving home from my workout, and there was this new to me. It wasn't new; it had been on the market, but I guess the sign had gotten moved. Yeah. And I drove down to see that there was this house on the market. And it was on this really quiet street and, uh, it sat on some land and it was tucked back. Mm-hmm. And so I went to look it up online and it had been on the market for three months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. At least 90 days. And I sent it to Matt while he was at work. And I said, I think we need to go look at this house. And I was like, I think think we just built a house i don't think we do i really don't think we need to look at a house and i said no i i really think we should go it's probably horrible <laughs> so let's just go walk through it and yeah. then we'll know that it's not for us mm-hmm. and i'll sleep easy and matt was like okay i believe you <laughs> I, I don't even know if i believed you i was just like okay it's not that bad we'll just go look at this house whatever like yeah we'll, we'll do it we'll hate it we'll leave then I don't have to worry about a house again for a while. Yeah. So we contacted our realtor. She got us an appointment to walk through it that night. Yeah. And <laughs> we walked away and I looked at Matt and I said, we got to do some math. Yeah. And I was like, crap. 
Because yeah. I, I was like, you're not wrong. Like, it was a lot of things that we didn't even know we wanted. And we walked through the house, and I fully expected it to be like, ugh. I don't, I don't love this, or I don't love that. It didn't and help like, that it was <laughs> the first week of November. Yeah. And it was peak fall in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And the house has these beautiful, big, mature trees, and they were glorious colors. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty unreal. And we walked through it, and I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah, that actually was a a really cool house. It was an older home, but had this great character, this like kind of a mid-century-ish feel to it, and that's something that I've always liked." And the outside like, of the home had a really cool curb appeal. Yeah, and they built it very much like it, it was built in the 80s, but it was built a little bit more like future facing. There were some large rooms in it, like the, the living rooms were big and like it was a whole, a, a lot of things that we really, really liked. And I was like, crap, okay, are we actually going to do this? And uh, yeah, we, we looked well, into it. Well, no, we, we weren't going to, well, we, we made an offer and we made a, a kind of low offer yeah we were like not kind of yeah we we, we, we offered low. well like 25 percent under what they had it listed for um was it that low yeah it we was were that, that low. low i yeah. thought we were like 20 well, percent low we couldn't afford it was above our budget the house oh yeah, was above yeah it was budget, well beyond like what, what we could what afford we really and so um we offered low and uh, Matt and I discussed, we were like, what is the number that they have to, because they're going to come back higher. Yeah, they're going to counter. Like uh, when you come that low, you should expect a counter. Or if they accepted it, we'd be like, oh no, why? We weren't expecting a counter. I was kind of expecting them to be like, no. No, pass. I wrote a letter. Yeah. I wrote a letter. um, Well, because we had just gone through that process, actually. We had just, when we built this home, we sold the house we were in previously. Yes. And there was... Uh, like on the first day of the, like it was on the market, like we had gotten an offer or two that was like wildly low. And we were like, what well, hasn't even been on the market? Like why? And a realtor was like, do you want to counter? And we we're like, mm, not really. Like, I don't know what to counter this with. Yeah. Like, I'm not comfortable just being like, yeah, can we wait and see if we can get what we asked for this house? Right. So anyway, we uh, we did that, and Matt and I I remember because it was the day <laughs> of the um... oh yeah it was the it was the election yeah yeah we were voting it was the 2019 election or 2020 yeah but it was 2019 yeah we haven't been talking dates at all but this was this was the tail end of 2019 this was no November wrong. 2019 tail end of 2020 what. It was the 2020 election. It was the tail end of 2020. Yes, it was the 2020 election, but 2019, November. 2020, November. No. Yes. What year is it right now? It's 2021. What year did, when did we buy this house? (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem right. Last year. Yeah. Matt is so confused right now. I I'm, just I'm, my really brain is melting. I really thought it was two years ago. Well, it oh. wasn't. So it was November of last wow. year. Yep. It's mm-hmm. the reason this is important is it was oh. the election, and Matt and I were standing in so line outside. 
What? I said, I'm going to sound so dumb on this podcast. <laughs> no, you're not. We were standing in line outside to vote on election day. Yep. And my phone rang. And we'd had this long conversation about uh, how much, like, if it's over this, then we're not going to yeah, do it. Yeah, we can't. Like, th- there's, it didn't make sense to buy it at, at this number. Yeah. I, I don't even remember what that number was. I don't either. But uh, they came back, and it was under what we had said. Oh. And I went, oh. It was like $5,000 under what we'd asked. Or yeah. what we were like, this is what it makes sense to do. And it was like, this is the tippy top of our budget. And they yeah. came at like right under that. And like, we didn't tell them that. That was just like something we A had talked out. A conversation like, to we us. had had. And uh we got off the phone with the realtor. I looked at Matt and Matt just went, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I think I heard it over the phone. Like, I think, I think I heard you talking about it. Either you said it or I heard our realtor say the offer over the phone. Yeah. And so anyway, long story short, we ended I do up... remember my heart just dropping. Yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. this is real. Yeah. And we started doing all the math and we figured out that it was best for us to do two mortgages and own both homes while we renovated. Yeah. Cause rates. And again, this was, this was before things had really, really taken off, uh, housing market wise. Uh, we would go on this entire past year and like basically a month or two after we bought that house, everything took off, but rates were really low and like we were, we, we wanted to lock in our rate. And so, we looked at the financials of, can we do two mortgages? What's that going to look like? How can we go about this? And so we did. We got two mortgages. And we, after finally having a home that we had 20% down on, yep, we bought a home not at 20% again. No, Which not I at said all. I would never do. Yep. Um, and with the forethought thinking that whenever we finish the renovation, we will sell the home that we currently yes, live in. Yes, and put all of the equity that we had in this home into the next home. Not to mention when the, the rate was so low that the PMI was really not a... When when your interest rate is much higher and you don't put 20% down your, your PMI, your mortgage insurance... I have a feeling we've lost people. Cost with, is a lot higher with, with a really low rate. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like a huge number if we didn't put 20% down. And we yeah. were like, well, we're going to need some of that 20% to... And that's when we started the renovation process. And uh, so that's what we're going to kind of dive into is what that has looked like Yeah. for you guys. We've gotten a lot of questions about what it's like to renovate and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a process. So Matt has actually done all of the CAD design and all of the um, drawings and stuff for the house himself. And, and there so, are pros and cons to that. Yeah. After um, we purchased the house, Matt went in with a tape measure and... <laughs> Measured the entire house. Yep, because we didn't have a plan of the house. Um, So I drew a plan of the house. uh, And I got. I actually bought a laser tape measure just for that like specific project. I measured the front and the back of the rooms. Like I I mapped that house out as well as I could with having absolutely no experience. And that is something that you can hire somebody to do. Absolutely, yes. And it's probably the better choice. Like unless you really feel competent in your skills because me doing that has caused some issues like nothing major just like i drew up a plan and then i didn't draw something the right way or like you know something's not exactly in the right place and then you know our builder comes back and is like hey uh is this right (laughs) and you're like (laughs) uh crap nope that's me thank you for letting us know 
Yeah, so Matt uh, did all of it, and then we sat down with my dad over Christmas. Oh, yeah. And spent probably three days. No, it was it was more than that. A week? Yeah, we spent the entire Christmas break. And that's something your dad is, is tremendously talented at. It's like looking at ways to renovate a space and really like getting into the nitty gritty of, of house planning. Yeah. Um, we he were can not utilize that good at it. space like I've never seen in my life. Yes, he's he's very very good at laying out a space. He's um, honestly just a, a an amateur architect, but but a very very good use of space guy. So yeah. we spent yeah a week week and a half um, with me uh, with this existing house plan, like deleting walls <laughs> out and redrawing and like. Putting all of these ideas down, I, on my computer, there are still probably 40 different layouts that we drew up. We used AutoCAD. Um, yep. If you guys are interested in the you know, resources that we use, we use AutoCAD to draw it up, which I don't know that that would be good for somebody who has no experience because I no, would have... No, the only reason it was even possible for me was because I have worked in AutoCAD for work. quite a bit as as an engineer. Yeah. Um, I think that something, if you're interested in kind of doing this on your own SketchUp. Yeah, there's actually multiple like house layout programs out there that you could do this in and probably would have been a better choice because they would draw everything like correctly. There would be just like click and drop tools that would have been useful, but I refuse to do that. (laughs) We don't know those resources, so just know that there are better resources than AutoCAD for somebody who is just trying to do it for themselves. Yes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, my dad helped us lay it all out. We did it ourselves. Well, and what we could have done too, is we could have sketched it out on paper or we could have used AutoCAD and then we could have taken that to an actual architect and been like, here's what we're thinking. Can you drop the plan? Like a real plan. Yeah. But we didn't. We didn't. I said, I can draw a plan. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. And it's I been did. going very well. Yep. I still, I, I am still drawing plans. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we got started and then... The crazy thing happened where wood prices went through the roof. Yeah, yeah. So we bought that at the tail end of 2020 um, and then proceeded to just a couple months later. Uh, wood prices went crazy and availability went like down the toilet. And and so we just sat on it for a little bit <laughs> Yeah. and waited. And then we started interviewing contractors and we met with McGowan Built Properties. Yep. Who, if you're local to Northwest Arkansas, we can't recommend them enough. Um, it's not like a paid sponsorship nope. or nope. anything. Um, I know I've had some people DM me. It's kind of like the opposite of a paid sponsorship. I know, right? <laughs> I, I've had some people ask me, they're like, are you like working with them? Like, And I'm like, I mean, we're working with them as if, uh, as in we're paying them a lot of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To yeah we're we're heavily uh, invested. Um, but... We really, truly have had such an incredible yes. experience yeah. with them. They've taken great care of us. And if you're in the area, I can't recommend them enough. Mm-hmm. Quality work, great to work with, good communicators. Um, they're really in your corner and they want you to have what you want. Yeah. First and foremost, and they will figure out how to make it happen. And uh, so we interviewed them, walked through the space with them and... The project went from <laughs> So what did it start as? So we thought, hey, we're going to... Um, move a couple walls. We're going to get some of this wallpaper out of here. We're going to move a couple walls. Um, we're going to just kind of spruce it up. 
Yeah. We're, and we're going to redo the kitchen. Yeah. It was going to do a big kitchen redo. We were going to move the kitchen a little bit and then, uh, you know, just kind of dress it up. Yep. Just a facelift. Yep. <laughs> and then I wanted to move so many walls that whenever we walked through with the contractor, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. I think we're best off just taking all the drywall out. Yeah. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, all the drywall out. Well, at a certain point, wallpaper removal and everything was going to be such a pain that they were like, we can just re-drywall the house. It's fine. Yeah. Like, we'll just take all the drywall off and like, it'll be a big mess. It'll be a little more demo, but it'll be a lot better than all the, the labor to painstakingly yeah. do some of this. Yeah. And then I said, um, I want to move the entire kitchen to a place that the kitchen was not in this slab home. Well, all the plumbing's in the slab. Yep. So. It's a slab home, so everything is in concrete. Yep. Um, and so anyway, again, what happened was it progressed very quickly, and we ended up doing a full gut renovation. Yeah. And it's going to be about a year process. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. I mean, we took we took a couple months getting a contractor. Well, but from the like, start of demo to completion, us moving in, it's going to be about 11 months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll probably end up being a year. Um, which is wild. Uh, we did not expect that. But no. I guess we should probably kind of explain the intention and why we chose to do that. And that is... It's going to be our hopefully forever home. Yes. Yeah. The hope is that while we did buy three homes in three years, that we don't buy another one f- ever again. Ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the home sits on a handful of acres that back up to water and it's just By really water, peaceful. she means a creek. What? By water, you mean a creek. Yeah. Um, and so it's just very peaceful and nice mature trees i'm gonna have a garden yeah i'm excited for my garden and we're just ready to start our lives out there i think um and have something a little bit different we did decide to hire a um designer yep and uh, i think that that's something that i think is really worthwhile investing in a budget if you're going to do a custom build or Mm -hmm. a gut renovation yeah uh i think that you underestimate or at least i did I underestimated how many decisions you have to make. There are a ton of decisions. And that's coming from people that had to make a lot of decisions on the spec home. Um, but yeah, there is there are an endless... You can get into whatever detail you want to get into. And you can get as far down that rabbit hole as you can possibly go. Yeah. Well, and then we got, what, two months ago? And we decided, you know what? We're going to pull the trigger and do an addition. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, my mom has multiple sclerosis and requires a lot of care. And we wanted a space that she could safely come visit that was accessible for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're adding a casita or I don't know if it's called a casita, if it's attached to the house, but a mother-in-law suite, yeah. um, that is all accessible for my parents to come stay and be able to be with us, uh, in a way that they feel very safe and um just accessible yeah and it's it's set up that they kind of have their own space so that if it's a an extended stay that they don't have to be in our space and we don't have to be in theirs and or if at any point they choose that they'd like to move in with us full time yeah Mm -hmm. that that's an option and so um 
Yeah. So, wow, I've covered a lot of things. (laughs) We went from buying to building to renoing, and that's kind of our story with everything. Yeah. Um, Do you have words for people? Um, Words for people. I have so many words on this process. Um, A lot of them are of the four-letter variety. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, there's, it's, so it's something we find enjoyable. Like, honestly, we, we do kind of enjoy the process. Um, Seeing things change, seeing all that stuff. There's also a ton of stress that comes with it. There is a ton of expense um, and all these decisions you're making, uh, you're, you're trying to pick finishes and stuff and you're trying to do that in the most budget conscious way. And then also in a way that's like, well, am I going to like this in two years, four years, six years, 10 years, 20 years? What, you know, you're trying to make all these decisions and weighing all the costs and the pros and the cons and all this stuff. But, um, I think that's something we work well together on. So, well, and I think it's kind of a creative process almost. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very creative process, honestly. Yeah. And that's where a, a designer like yeah, Leanne is very in. helpful. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're happy to come back on sometime and do a like detailed Q and a answering questions for you guys oh, yeah. on these topics. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to jump in and walk through our story and why and how the process worked for us right now where we are is we own two homes (laughs) we're ready to own one yes we have owned two homes much longer than we thought we were gonna own two homes we really thought we were gonna have two homes for six months yeah you know that by the end of the summer that not 18 months no no not at all yeah not not 18 months not 14 months or whatever it's gonna end up being but good thing we planned for that yeah we didn't plan for much Yeah, but Matt and I, what I will say, what I'll leave you guys on with this topic is try your very best if you're looking into buying home and doing things like this, live well within your means. Yes. Because things will go wrong. And when they go wrong, being able to relax because you are living um, and making decisions that are well within your budget. Yeah. It's really important. Yep, and understanding, and when you're talking budget, especially on something like a renovation, where your your costs are a lot more understood when you do a new build because you're in control of every element going forward. So if you're, you know, if if a builder's doing it from the ground up, they're in control of what pieces go where and how they build it and where things go next. Um, in a renovation, you're not in control of any of that. Um, once you tear everything apart then you kind of see exactly how it's going to work um but until then you're really just guessing so we had an initial estimate and then we had to re-estimate and then we changed the scope and then we changed the scope again and so we've we've gone well beyond what we were originally gonna gonna renovate with but um in a renovation that's that's really what you should be braced for yeah is (laughs) i don't know what 25%. I mean, if if you don't change the scope, which again, we changed the scope multiple times. Yeah, if you don't change the scope, I always say 20% is a really safe um, addition to have on to your budget. Yeah, if if you're... So if if the um, estimate comes back and they say it's going to cost you Mm $50,000 to do this renovation, 
you probably want to budget $60,000. Yeah, you should really be prepared for something in that. Just in case. Absolutely. And that's not the fault of who you're working with. That's that's really just part of the process. And that like something can go wrong, especially in a renovation. Or maybe it's not always something going wrong. Because for us, like not a ton has gone wrong in the no, house. No, 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 no. Actually, As, a lot of things have, have kind of broken our way. Yeah, a lot of things have broken our way. But... You may, if you're redoing your entire house and, you know, the estimate came back at 50, well, maybe you find out later that estimate only included a built-in acrylic tub and you want a standalone tub. Yeah. And that's going to cost you an extra $2,000. And so just things like that for For upgrades that you may want later or... And like was the case with our house, when things were torn apart, all of a sudden making a couple additional changes were a lot less expensive than they would be in the future if we wanted to do them. Yes. So we've made a ton of choices that way. And that it's like, if we don't do it now, it'll cost a lot more down the road right. to do what we want to do. So we've made a lot of, it's not, I want to say compromises. It's not compromises. It's the opposite of the compromise. We've we've really stretched ourselves in a couple areas because it makes sense to do it now while right. we're while we're making a mess. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, well if you guys have made it with us this far. Oh. Wow. Thank proud you. Proud of you. We're glad you're here and if you are a listener to the podcast every week, you know that we are doing small business shout-outs for uh, the holidays. And so I am going to pull a handful so many of you guys emailed us after last week's episode, and so this first one is, I've been listening to Middle Ground since y'all first started, and I can't say enough good things about your podcast. Thank you. Y'all really helped me maintain a positive mindset throughout a very difficult point in my life, and I love always having something to look forward to on a Monday. Oh, I know. That's really sweet. The words of affirmation. I need them. Thank you. Um, I love that y'all are shouting out small businesses to support, and I'd love to shout out my best friend's fitness class. Her name is Emily, and she teaches a dance fitness class in Northwest Arkansas at Elite Dance Studios two times a week. Her class is called Turn Up with Emily, and it's the most fun dance fitness class you'll ever take. Emily truly has a passion for connecting with others, and it has been so cool seeing her work so hard to get certified to be a Turn Up fitness instructor and share her joy with the community. You can find her class schedule on her Instagram at emilyh118. Thank y'all so much for all the small business support. So y'all go check out Emily. Absolutely. Because that is so cool. Um, okay, and then I'm going to read like one more. I feel like that is absolutely something you would be doing. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, right? Yes. Should we go? We should go. Um, uh, all right. Loved today's episode. This is another email. Loved today's episode about taking different paths. It was a great listen and such great reminders throughout the entire episode. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I wanted to email about the small business shout outs you've mentioned on the podcast. I don't have a business, so to say, but I'm getting, but I'm an independent author on Amazon and I'm getting ready to release a new book. Congratulations. Sounds small business to me. Uh, my first book came out in 2019. It's called Words About People. And I think your audience would really resonate with it. It's a book of uh, reflections about making the most of every relationship in your life, whether it ends, goes through hard times, or as solid as a rock. Each reflection highlights something I've learned from the other person, and I think people need to be more conscious of doing that from time to time. 
My second book is all about the hardships that my loved ones and I went through in 2020, but the stories have been fictionalized to be a bit more intense and all intertwined. The book's meant to teach readers that any bad day, bad month, or bad year is temporary and that the human spirit's stronger than we realize. I'm not 100% sure when it'll be out yet, still finalizing some details, but thought a shout out would help listeners learn about me, words about people, and could get the word out of it. Um, So guys, go check out her book. Um, it's on Amazon and it is called words about people. I know I said that a couple times, but I want to be really clear. You guys should go check it out. And uh, I love that you sent that. Okay. Should I do one more? Yes. Okay. One more, one more, one more. Yay. Okay. Oh, this one's short. Hi, this is Chloe and her small business is Chloe Lee Photography. She's based out of Northern Ontario, Canada. And she loves our podcast. Thanks, Chloe. That's wild. And it's Chloe spelled C-L-O-E-Y. C-L-O-E-Y. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chloe Lee Photography. Go find her on Instagram. Support one another. Um, and if you have emailed us and you're one that um, emailed and has not heard yourself on the podcast yet there will be more episodes that we are shouting out we're doing that through the remainder of the holiday season we want to make sure that those of you that listen are able to connect with the other listeners we have a facebook group called middle ground podcast that you can join we love chatting with you guys on there we're on instagram you can email us hello at middlegroundpodcast.co and then you can find me on instagram and tiktok at joe johnson overby and if you'd like to follow Matt on Instagram, <laughs> he was supposed to post today. Oh, aren't I supposed to post many days? Twice a month. Yeah, yeah. I try to talk you into posting twice a month. Yeah. You have beautiful content. Oh, thank you. You make it. I know. <laughs> I'm really I'm really proud of myself. No, I took really cute photos. You did. Yeah, I really meant to. Um, the one on one time with Gardner today... Uh, tied up a lot more time than I expected. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But um, you can follow him at matt.overby. Yeah, that's me. And uh, he responds to every comment. I I do my best. I don't want to promise every comment because sometimes people will like comment on the post that's like six posts ago. But like I really try to, especially in the first couple days, uh, get to every comment. I know. It's fun. Yeah. You're funny. I, I try to be. You're funny. I like it. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Love y'all. Have a wonderful day. Absolutely. Bye.